Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! All right, today's topic is balance. I love it. It's a challenge always. And I thought we could kind of dive into balance in the most obvious way you might expect from me, which is on the yoga mat. <laughs> How do we find balance? What do we need more of? What do we need less of? What do we need to reimagine? And really, hopefully, our whole reason for practicing yoga is to notice how we are, to notice how we would like to redirect and shift and guide ourselves in our lives, whether that's a big transformation or a constant GPS in this way. We talked about in the last episode really why to have a practice and how necessary it is to have a helper in your life. And yoga can be this beautiful internal helper for sure. Uh, But balance, balance is something that we all are faced with from time to time in little ways and big ways. First, let's kind of get into it on the mat because that's safer, I suppose, to talk about when we get into these big life ideas. It can feel more personal, more confrontational, but if we're just talking about a tree pose or a crow pose or a handstand, then it's really easy to have this idea, oh, I simply need to practice more and then I can do that thing. I simply need to get stronger than I can do that thing. My arms are too short. My legs are too long. My core is too strong or weak. I'm just not the right body type for that pose. (laughs) But we can't really say that because we're in our lives. And when we take ourselves away from our yoga mat, we don't want to have those reasons for not being able to not find and achieve balance in the static way, but to find and move through, moving toward a balanced way in our lives. Because it's so easy to lean into what we're good at and to ignore what we're lacking. That's sort of going along without any reflective practice in life. We talked in last episode about why it's so essential to have a practice, having a GPS system to navigate and guide and help ourselves in our life without some sort of reflective, whole self-inclusive practice like yoga. It's so easy (laughs) to live your whole life and not find balance. Because each of us has one aspect that comes easier to us than another. And that's maybe something more interesting to talk about than nailing a crow pose or nailing that handstand or finding that tree pose. It's not always about getting stronger. It's not always about getting more flexible. 
It's about using what you have, what your strengths are, whether they're being strong or something else, and looking at what doesn't come as easy to you, what doesn't come as natural to you, and having the courage really to always be a beginner, having the courage to practice not what you're good at, but to practice what you're not good at, what comes a little bit more confrontational for you. And this isn't about practicing what makes you stress or struggle. This can be as simple and as whole self-experience as, okay, you're in a crow pose or you're practicing it. There's a few things that happen that are super common. And this is why I feel so lucky as having the job or the experience of leading yoga for so long now. There's someone who comes into a crow pose who's trying to jump their feet up off the ground, right? So that's, you know, we can raise our hands. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Why isn't it happening? I keep landing on my face. And there's even a lot of chat and suggestions sometimes to put a pillow on the ground in front of your face because you crash into it quite a bit. And a lot of teachers suggest that as something to do. So the jumpers, you know, the, okay, I'm here, but I want that thing over there. (laughs) So I'm just going to close my eyes and ah, go over there and get it. (laughs) Hope for the best. Jump, leap, And there's whole books and content and schools of thought on just doing that. When really, it's not so great. Sorry. (laughs) It never works out in the boiled down area of, let's look at the practicality of jumping without looking first. Let's look at that. What's going to happen is you're going to fall. What's going to happen is you're not prepared. You're not trusting yourself, not in the mental way, but in the, are you prepared so you can trust yourself? So it's not a question of, do I mentally, emotionally trust myself? Am I doing something that scares me? Well, first of all, should it scare you because you're not prepared in any way? Are you literally just jumping into something with the full knowledge that you will hurt yourself or crash? Or is there a better way to back off a little bit, slow down, prepare, see what your body position is, and see or rather often learn what the movement of that action is so you can move through it with more ease. So with crow pose, I love the language of Tai Chi because it says it so much more clearly than I could ever say. And then I can make it work for my modern idea of what we all think about (laughs) in this way. Your feet happen to be attached to your legs, which happen to be attached to your middle. So if you put your hands on the ground, whatever version of crow you're doing, if you squeeze your knees around your arms or you have your knees higher than your elbows and you bring yourself where you want to go, bring yourself forward, your middle is moving forward, and your feet happen to be attached to your middle. So you don't need to launch and jump and try to make something happen. If you're going in the direction of where you're going, and you're not also at the same time resisting yourself with one part, not just mentally, but that's another type of person, another type of moment that we all have probably gone through in some way, I'm going this way, but I'm just holding myself back a little bit. I'm bringing my middle back, but I'm bringing my neck forward, which is also another thing that happens in crow pose. And the conclusion often is, well, I just need to get stronger. I just need to do more push-ups. I just need to do more sit-ups. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. All these people are so much better than me. When really... That person, and I love leading yoga because I can show a simple movement and show this person 
how to take themselves with themselves, move from their middle, let their feet just, let your feet just be attached to your legs. Forget about your feet. Move, get yourself in the right body position. You're going forward and back, forward and back. You're letting your breath support you in that. Inhale begins, your body follows. Exhale begins, your body follows. And then all of a sudden, that person can usually instantly (laughs) do a crow pose. And then there's this whole other problem of, well, what was wrong with me? How come I couldn't do this before? How come for years I've been essentially sabotaging myself? I've been thinking I'm not strong enough. So after a yoga class, I go and do 15 push-ups, and then I hate myself. So I go and you know, do something else that isn't so good for me. I eat some food that I didn't want to eat, or I abuse myself in some way, or I shut off my friends and family in some way, or I have some sort of imbalance, and everybody has their own coping mechanisms for not taking yourself with yourself, not moving in a balanced way. And this is what I love so much about leading yoga in this easeful way. The focus is on doing everything very well. It takes the focus away from the endpoints, from the superficial goals, from the pose. And that can be this whole, okay, sure, that's nice. You're taking the pose goal away. This is all about feeling good. Do what feels good. (laughs) Yes and no. The focus is on moving yourself really well, which has nothing to do with any endpoint because every moment becomes a waypoint, an arbitrary waypoint. The pose happens, but guess what? So many other things happen. Guess what? You can do more because the pose isn't the end isn't the peak of what you can do. There is no peak pose. The peak is you moving well and seeing what's possible. And when you stay in that process, so much more happens. This is why I love so much our approach. I can go and lead a gentle class with a group for a week and they can come away with a feeling after each class that, oh, that feels so good. And I'm so hard on myself and my other workouts, my life, and I can just come here and relax and yay. And I have this idea in my mind that I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy that I'm showing you a way that you can relax in the middle of something relaxing. Yay. But guess what? That's not that hard. (laughs) I'm showing you something that you haven't practice so much before, but that exists inside, which is connecting your breath and body together instead of just lying down and resting, which anybody can do. I'm showing you how to move yourself gently in movements that can be exhausting, but I'm showing you how to do those movements in a way where you're fully supported by your breath so you can actually relax. Have you ever had the experience where you come home after a long day and you try to relax, but you just can't. If anybody's ever experienced a little bit of, I can't sleep at night kind of a thing where your mind is racing and you just can't relax, that's a real thing. And taking away the endpoint of insomnia or the endpoint of severe anxiety It's impossible to just sit down and relax. (laughs) I love that we printed this on t-shirts in big capitals. It was meant as a joke because you can't just relax. But if you allow your breath and body to connect, inhales filling you up, creating more room and exhales, moving you along a bit further, While you're doing something, while you're doing everything, you can relax. It's not that you can relax, it's that you are practicing relaxation. 
So when I go in and I lead a gentle class for a few weeks with a group, they usually love it. <laughs> Haven't had anybody yet that says, oh, I didn't like this at all. That could happen. Who knows? I'm open to that feedback as well. But then I like to come in the next week and say, all right, let's do something more challenging. And they think, oh, but I was so happy with relaxing. But I start to increase the level of challenge. I start to change the variations of the sequencing. So there's less pauses, there's less resting points. We're repeating, we're going, we're not moving faster. We're not moving with more force. We're moving connected with the breath continuously, but we're increasing the level of challenge. Sometimes that's just not pausing and resting, but often that's piling movement and movement and movement that could be challenging on their own right next to each other which I know from all of my years of dance and choreography that that creates challenge and that creates energy much more than I learned in yoga trainings. Yoga trainings are great, but you really learn what poses to do before what poses. And it doesn't teach a whole lot about movement except for our trainings and maybe some other more evolved of the last 10 years trainings since Moving yoga has become what everybody does. But if you're doing poses, pose to pose to pose to pose, you still got to (laughs) move in between the pose. So let's move well. And nobody wants to be static in that pose. Even if you're not visibly moving, it should still be movable. But because we're all a version of neurotic, Even if you have the nicest yoga teacher in the world teaching a pose-based class, that idea that, oh, I have to be in the position, so I must hold myself together in this double-doing way reinforces our inability to relax in something that's easy and relaxing in something that's challenging. So I love making the movements more challenging. We'll start to work on some rocking forward and backs and crow pose start to work on some standing split, rocking forward and back, getting some handstand rocking going, some inversions, some holding plank pose with ease while we're letting ah, the exhale relax and roll us around a bit. Inhale, fills you up, does that work for you? And then guess what? People end up being able to relax in the middle of challenge which is a real head scratcher because so many mantras, so many signs and clues about how we should live our life says the exact opposite. It says, well, if you're doing something hard, you should be stressed out and then people will respect you. You can respect yourself if you're having a hard time doing this challenging thing. That's not really the writing on the wall, but that's the feeling that we all have been soaking in for most of our lives, unless you grew up with insanely incredible parents <laughs> and, and an isolated school environment that really has taught you a better way. But no one is immune from seeing these messages and feeling these messages in the world because they're everywhere. So This gentle class, this practice of ease is really easy for a lot of people to say, ah, yeah, that's great when things are easy. But the challenge for me as a leader of yoga is to start showing the more challenging things and showing folks that you can do these things with ease. (laughs) You can do them with ease, not as a side of ease. I notice a lot of people use the word ease now, which is hilarious because it's not that great of a special word, I don't think, but I see it coming up in so much self-help and yoga. Even yoga that's not really about ease, but it's a buzzword now, I suppose. So we had a lot to do with that. But if you're going to use ease, do it with ease. Make it 
about moving well, but that's a challenge. You can't just take a word and change everything that you do. And there's value in doing things a lot of different ways. A lot of people connect with a lot of different things. But ease is a practice rooted in moving well. And when it comes to balance, it's so much more about getting to know the parts of yourself that are hidden, that you aren't sharing with the world, that you're hiding from yourself even, than it is about getting stronger, getting more flexible, these one-dimensional things, which are important. It's important to have a, or be working toward having a balanced body, but that's not separate than having a balanced mind. That's not separate than having a balanced life. You can't have one without the whole thing. (laughs) And this isn't meant to be frustrating. It's meant meant to be really empowering. Forget about staying after class and doing 100 push-ups. Hang out in your plank pose and see how you feel. Do you automatically start to shake and get stressed and start double doing and clenching and flexing yourself? That's one reaction. It's a very common reaction. The other very common reaction is giving up before you need to without making it better for yourself. A lot of folks will hang out in a plank pose and then say, oh, no, I can't, I can't, and drop down to child's pose immediately. Now, both are imbalanced. And this isn't a criticism of, you or anybody or how to practice yoga, your personality, it's information about yourself. And we all have both of those extremes in us. We all have the tendency to force and clench and double do and control. And we all have the tendency to give up, to cave in, to slouch, to just not do it, to avoid. So once you can become neutral about these qualities that exist in everybody, this is why it's cool to learn about Ayurveda, great teachers, my friend Avanti. She's in Chicago, so I get to see her now. (laughs) But she says the same thing about Ayurveda is all of the qualities exist in everybody. And I love learning about Ayurveda from somebody who doesn't make me feel inadequate about it. (laughs) And somebody who reminds me that just like yoga, there's a lot to learn, just like Tai Chi, there's a lot to learn. But at the same time, remember that wisdom is inside all of us. So there's this real quality of connectedness compassion for yourself and for other people because we're all going through similar things and a real remembering of these ways of being and existing in the world are all coming from a deep place inside of us all. And they've been passed down through many different people over thousands of years with all kinds of variations. But the reality of the practice is very awesome. (laughs) It works. So there's no need to take things personally when it comes to qualities that are more hidden in yourself because we all have them. There's nothing wrong with you if you give up in a plank pose too early. There's nothing wrong with you if you clench and force and flex everything. But there's an opportunity if you have the courage, and this is where things get really interesting, to look at yourself. If I have a person that comes to my yoga class and they're usually in the front left corner because that's kind of the gravitational pull place for this person, that's doing everything to the extreme. They're always sliding into handstand. They're doing a million different variations of everything to make it harder. They usually have a pile of sweat around them as well to show for it. 
I don't need to go over there and give that person any attention because they're giving themselves so much attention already. What I need to do if I'm working on helping other people with balance is not in a mean way, but kind of ignore this person. Just move around the room and give other people attention. I'm going over to the person who's giving up. I'm giving a little bit of support. I'm doing whatever I can do to not invade the space, be a space invader. I used to love that game on Atari. (laughs) It really informed my yoga teaching, space invaders. Also breakaway, I love that game. Once you get above the bar and you're kind of do-do-do-do-do-do-do, that's what it feels like when you're practicing and you understand these qualities. This is why Tai Chi is so cool because you're always going to improve for your whole life. And yoga on its own without the wisdom of all of the other traditions can have this one giant flaw and one giant illusion that the pose is the goal. Oh my gosh, (laughs) how terrible is that? (laughs) The pose is not the goal. It's a really challenging thing to try to understand because if the pose isn't the goal, then what are you doing? (laughs) Well, you're practicing moving well. You're going to be in the pose for a moment, but just like a beautiful film is played, we don't pause the film when the actor is saying the important line. We don't pause it and say, this is the part. We may rewind it and watch it a few more times. What is the Ruth Langmore line on Ozark? I don't have time for you. If you want to do that, you're going to have to kill me first. That whole line. It's being played over online so much now. But we don't pause that and say, okay, that's the moment. That's the important moment. The whole thing is the important moment. What led up to that moment for her is why that moment is so important. (laughs) What comes after? We're all waiting. I think it's like April 29th or something. (laughs) We're all waiting to find out what happens next. And we get confused when we do something like yoga that the pose is the important part. Every part is the important part. It's not that the pose is not important, but the pose is one moment of a movement where everything is important. And that points you right back to you are the most important. Getting to know you is important. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So for me, looking at my own balance on the mat, I'm more flexible than I am strong naturally. I'm not super flexible. I'm not as flexible as a lot of people think I am. I have a really terrible forward bend. (laughs) A lot of people are kind of surprised. Why can't you bend more forward? Like, well, look at my life. (laughs) I like to open up. I like to chat with people. I like to extend myself. I like to hug reflecting internally, going inside, staying at home. These are not things that come naturally to me. So guess what? These are things that I need to work on. Otherwise, I become strung out. I become a ping pong ball around the world. I become overexcited. I become stretched out, literally, flexibility. And to the extreme of that, I would be unable to hold myself together, (laughs) which is a pain in the butt for anyone who would be around me. 
imagine being around someone who can't hold themselves together. That would be me at my extreme indulgence in my natural tendencies without working on balance. Do I want to hang out in a plank pose for two minutes? No. (laughs) You might find this as a surprise because we do it all the time in our classes. Even in gentle classes, we'll be in a plank pose. We'll breathe in a plank pose for just a few moments. But it's not just me that needs that therapy or that needs that treatment in a way. If you want to talk about the healing aspect of movement, but it's all of us. Also, not leaning into super duper flexible movements all the time. And this has to do with quality of movement, not just hamstring and hip and shoulder flexibility and back flexibility, but flexibility is a partner to speed, is a partner to moving fast and breaking things, (laughs) is a partner to jumping without looking. This is me without a checks and balance system of myself, without a practice to navigate. I could easily be that person in the front left of the room doing all the hard things in class with a pool of sweat around myself, not acknowledging what I need out of a practice, which is balance. And for me, that balance is slowing down. I know I'm not alone here on the planet. (laughs) Slowing down has become very popular lately. I wanted to call clean mind, clean body, slow down, but I got a strong veto. I got an email back in 30 seconds. No, from the publisher, but that's okay. Everything happens (laughs) and it happens. I don't know if it happens for a reason, but everything happens and then more things can happen. But I really felt that that was what the idea of that book and really what we're all going through right now is pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during the pandemic world slowing down, looking at what we want, looking at what we want to do with our energy for good in the world. We all want to help ourselves. We all want to help each other. We all want to leave the world a better place. These are not unfamiliar feelings to all of us. We share this in common. So if we share this in common and we know that we need balance in order to access this at all for a bare minimum, then guess what? We need to look at ourselves. We need to see, okay, why am I falling over in a tree pose? Is my foot in my thigh, is that just too hard for me? Is that causing me stress? Well, can I bring my foot down so my toes touch the ground and the bottom of my foot is resting against my ankle? Can I be in a balance there? Do I think that that's less good than having my foot on my thigh because somebody else did it? Well, guess what? Write that down on a piece of paper and then look at your life. Are you comparing yourselves to others? Are you thinking, I need to have that life. I need to have that thing, whatever that person has. I need to have the minimalist guys always talk about cars, I think, because they're guys, but I don't really care about cars. Do I need to have that car? Do I need to have that outfit? Do I need to, you know, whatever it is, (laughs) have that house, live in that city, have this lifestyle, be a wellness Kardashian? Either it's you or it's not. Either that's bringing you joy or it's making you insane. So this work toward balance is essential. And we can go back to the yoga mat for this. Not to do the yoga pose correctly, but to learn about ourselves. And this is why I can really, with a lot of excitement, say yoga really needs to feel like you. If you're doing yoga and you feel like you're trying to be good at the pose, it's just like everything else in life. It's not a reflective practice that way. And it's not your fault. It's how we've been taught to do everything. Even if you have a great teacher that's saying nice things to you, you can still be hard on yourself in a yoga class. You can still be 
leaning into what you're good at and hiding from what you're not good at because these ideas and this way of being is also coming from inside. And that took me a long time to really reconcile as well. I spent and do spend so many years, a couple decades now, trying to change the way that yoga is led because I really do believe that as a leader, there's a huge opportunity to help people really quickly if you're doing some simple things really well. And there's an opportunity to not do that if you're not doing things really well. And that's one part of it. So Mike and I have spent, and Sam as well, and a lot of the Strala guides now that, that host their own teacher trainings, which is so cool. I'm so proud of that. I've spent a lot of time teaching guides, leading guides, how to lead a class like this. And it's huge. It's huge because it works for the people that they lead that I've never met. And that's just such a beautiful feeling as well. But because we have this communicative community, a lot of the same feedback happens. What do I do if somebody's just not relaxing? How do I get them to get it. (laughs) Well, you can't. (laughs) You can't do it for somebody. You can only be a good example and do your best at that and see what happens. But for the most part, beauty happens within creating this space for ease, for moving well, for balance, for not ignoring the hidden parts of yourself. Sometimes it just takes time. And sometimes it happens really fast. But we're all different in this way. But it can be so rewarding when somebody comes up to you after class and says, you know what? I'm always forcing myself. And today I was moving along and I did so much more than I could usually do. And I kind of don't even know why. And that's such a great starting point or I really relaxed and that was really nice. Or the kind of show off person in the front of the room says, I always do the hardest thing and make it 10 times harder, but today I didn't feel like I needed to do that. The voices inside that are the toxic ones got a little quieter, at least for this moment. And that's really what we're looking for. So if you're looking for balance in your life, you can really find it on the yoga mat in this way when you're looking at yourself. And it's a practice. I'm grateful to have Mike all this time. We spend the mornings having coffee and talking before yoga and after yoga, this kind of a thing. (sighs) Daisy, thankfully, sleeps in a little bit most days, but you never know. (laughs) It's a whole whole other topic for another day. But we talk about balance and change and what we want as a family. And there's so much freedom in this knowing and practice of Tai Chi and yoga and thinking about your life in the same breath. Because change is a partner to balance. I did a little really corny post on Instagram the other day. I was really excited about these new videos we were making with our friend Elgin in New York. He's a partner for all of our video content that we make. That's not content we're making for ourselves, the live classes and things like that. Mike has also become an amateur, (laughs) actually pretty good videographer. He can do some things that's a whole other topic as well. Learning new, learning new tricks when you're doing things over the years. <laughs> but Elgin had taken some pictures and my friend who usually does my hair and makeup for our shoots wherever we are, but usually in New York, got COVID and so couldn't come and she's doing fine. Thankfully, she said she was in bed for two days flat out and then she was fine. So thankfully, she's okay. But she couldn't come. And I had a little panic, like, oh, I have to do my own hair and makeup. Boo-hoo, poor me. But I thought, you know, I can do this. It's fine. So for the videos, it's fine. And for the photos, I'm used to seeing myself with a little bit of hair and makeup done. 
it's pretty natural what she does, not too much. But if you're a girl, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice light and good hair and makeup is always a good idea. A really just nice light. So my friend Elgin took these pictures and I noticed, the first thing I noticed was, oh, I did my hair and makeup myself. It just looks like that, doesn't it? <laughs> and then I looked again and I said, you know what? These are pretty good pictures and I look nice. I look calm. I look balanced. I look like I've been improving at this for a while and watching the videos that he made compared to videos that he made of me 10 years ago, there's a huge difference, not in the aging of myself or the changing of my physical body, but those things happen as well, but also the quality of movement, the moving along connected with my breath, the whole self. I was into this stuff 10 years ago, but for me, because my tendency is that outward connection, connectivity, flexibility, and speed, I was going too fast. I was moving too fast. I was doing too much. I was stopping the movement a little bit from my belly on up. It wasn't really connected to my waist down. I was moving a little bit isolated. Now, looking back, I'm not such a big critic of myself. Like, oh, those videos are terrible. They're still amazing yoga videos. I'm still very proud of them. But if I hadn't improved, then there's a problem. <laughs> so change is necessary to maintain moving toward a balanced way. And that's my thing that I do. I, I do yoga. So having the ability to see myself doing yoga over the years is a way that I can see if I'm improving or changing. And again, I'm not talking about being able to do this pose or that pose or this pose. That's a part of it. That happens as well. But more of the quality of acknowledging and practicing the quality of balance that isn't as easy for you. <laughs> so that's something cool. So let me know if that resonates at all and helps with balance, which is so cool. Sometimes it's just a little chat and then you go to your mat the next time and then wait a minute, now I'm balancing because I'm not panicked. I'm not trying to make it work. Or when I start to give up, I say, no, nah, you can do it. Just stay with it a little longer. Find your center. Find a way to be here without needing to collapse. So let me know what happens. All right, let's play one voicemail. See what we've got going here. Hi, Tara. My name is Stephanie Davenport, and I learned about you after a car accident that I had several years ago and just tried yoga for the first time after hearing your concept of easing into it and started running um, at that time, which I don't do a lot of running now, but just really grabbed onto your concept of easing your way into things, life in general. And actually, I'm also from central Illinois and have kind of resonated with some of your things about that as well. And I got away from yoga a little bit for a while and got back into it recently during the pandemic and just really resonate with your work. And I would love to share more about it and dialogue with you about it. Um, sometime I'm a chicken soup for the soul contributor and a writer. Yeah, but love, would love to share more and learn more. That's amazing. Yes, yes, and yes. With ease, such a big deal. Such a big deal for all of us here, I'm sure. So I'm excited to connect with you. Uh, I'm glad you've recovered from your car accident and found yoga back in your life in a beautiful way. And I'm excited to connect more. All right, let's close out with a simple meditation to reflect on balance. So this will be a little variation of other meditations we've done, a little bit, I don't want to say thought-provoking, but expansive quality. So let's see how it goes. 
Let your whole self soften a bit here, a little roll around side to side or easy, forward and back. Watch your breath move through you. Notice how you feel. Notice where in your body you feel any sensation right now. You want to bring a hand, a palm to that place in your body. Go for that. Maybe your belly, your heart, somewhere else. And let your experience of you open up here a bit to what qualities are natural to you. Don't need to worry about good or bad or labeling or judging yourself here at all. What's easy for you? Is it easy to stand firmly and strongly in yourself? Is it easy to reach out and extend and open up to others? Let yourself reflect on how you are, what comes easy, what's enjoyable, what's natural to you. And now imagine, maybe this doesn't take a big imagination, what happens to you when you lean into that quality alone? Maybe it's standing your ground. What happens when you stand your ground no matter what? What happens when you extend yourself with all of your time and all of your energy? Imagine you only leaning into this quality that you are naturally able to lean into. What does an imbalance of you look like? And now reflect a little bit on those hidden qualities. What's a challenge for you? Is standing your ground a challenge? Is opening up and extending to others a challenge? Or something else? There's no need to judge yourself here. We're all in the same boat. We all are naturally easier at one big aspect, big quality. And we're all naturally challenged in another area, the opposite area. And we all have variations of these as well. But there's no need to feel bad about this because we're all the same in this way. Now let yourself reflect a bit on how it would feel to enrich this underserved area of you, how it would feel to embody this quality, and how would it feel to put that together with the quality that is already so easy for you? And what would the pieces of you look like if you connected that in one big sphere, one big ball? What would your physical experience of moving around, how would that feel? Would you move differently? Would you feel differently in your body? Would you feel differently in your heart and in your mind? Would your ideas about your life be different? Would you do things different? Would you make different choices? Without any judgment or limitations, let yourself simply imagine this balanced you and how that would feel and what that would look like.
And simply know that this version of you is real. You can step into this version, glide into this version every day with practice, with bringing attention to the underserved part of you, with giving a hug to the overserved part of you, telling that part, it's okay. You don't need to be the only one here today. There's a few other qualities that need to come to the table. Make space, make room for the whole you. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Let everything go. My goodness, thanks so much for being here. Oh, if you want to practice this with us, we do this all the time. <laughs> Strala Yoga app, wherever you get your apps or stralahome.com. We have new classes every day, live classes if you feel like catching them. Oh, join in. Whatever you do, take good care of you. And let me know how it's going. Leave me a voicemail. I love hearing from you. It's beautiful to hear how things are going for you. We can skip all the kind of catching up, the how's the weather in your area, (laughs) although that's fun too. Tell me how the weather is. We can get right to the good stuff. We can get right to the big topics. I'm totally here for it. (laughs) Big hugs. Thanks for being here. Let me know how it's going and see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 